Hey, and welcome to another edition of the Rugby Report Card. It is with great pleasure that I get to introduce this, introduce my fellow uh, podcasters there, who has been revived after last week's um, downcast moment. So with me is Blake Leonard. How are you, mate? Mate, it's an honour. Nate, it's a privilege, Richard. It's great to be here. Uh, unfortunately, James can't be with us. He's, I think he's just gone from the Maldives to Dubai or something. It's it's a hell of a honeymoon, I tell you. It's a hell of a honeymoon. I think he's on a scouting mission to learn about culture, to bring oh. it back to Australian rugby. Oh, is that, is that what he's claiming? Culture, I like it. Um, well, that's what he's telling the tax man. <laughs> maybe it's uh, volume two is going to be out as soon as we get back, as well as a, uh, a musical uh, performance from him. Um, He'll be busy on the flight home. Yeah, absolutely. His wife won't want to talk to him after spending that much time with him, I'm sure. Uh, so, this week, we're obviously recording as it now stands on a Wednesday. Uh, we will do a, a very, one. it is a late one. We'll do a very quick roundup of uh, the weekend's games. And obviously, we'll get up and about the fact that the force won, which, which was great. Uh, but we thought we'd start off with some of the, the news that obviously has occurred over the last few days and, and just have a chat about it. And I think we'll, we'll start off with the one that's broken today, uh, potentially the fact that uh, Nick White's contract at the Brumbies. Uh, might be severely reduced, obviously not on the same coin as what it was when he came back from Exeter. Is that a sign of him being moved out, do you reckon, for the, obviously, Lonergan coming in? Or is it just uh, Rugby Australia because they are obviously back in black now? Um, what do you reckon is going to happen with Nick White? I, I think it was it was him in Slipper, wasn't it? I think it was. Uh, it's probably a case of um, Brumbies didn't realise how well they would retain. Um, and they've signed, signed, signed with the, you know, and a one eye to the future. So the first guys you, you're penning aren't your 31, 32, 33 year olds. They're your younger cattle. You think, you oh, know, we've got, we've got Lonigan, we've got Blake Shoot, we've, we've got players in these positions coming through. She'll be right. Um, sort of almost taking him for granted, assuming that they'll have a deal in Japan or France or something post World Cup. Um, but it's it's awesome that players want to be playing in Australian rugby. They want to be here. It sounds like it's a salary cap issue. Um, is, yeah. I think with the, the work ethic and fitness and game smarts um, of Nick White and, and James Slipper goes without saying, he's a freaking Wallaby captain, um, that they're worth every goddamn penny for, for at least another one or two years. Um but I understand how the Brumbies have got themselves into this position. They've probably made some assumptions that, you know, just looking at ages and, and we've got Lonigan, we'll be right. Um, not not really appreciating the, the gravity of losing those two blokes. So you hope cooler heads prevail and, and, and some money's found somewhere. Um, what do you think, Rich? Yeah, I think, um, to be honest with you, first and foremost, it's, it's a position that there are, um, good stocks in, as you just mentioned. You know, the fact is, it's not like there's a dearth of talent coming in. You know, uh, Scrum Up is one where there's a there's a plethora of players who could step in, but not to the same caliber as Nick White. I do love the fact that he came out today and obviously spoke about the wanting to play at the Lions um, series, which is obviously such a huge event and only occurs every twelve years. Um, but I think it is all a bit smoke and mirrors at the moment. I think they're trying to get the 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 money down, so he he reduces a. You know, obviously, he's never going to be on the amount of money he was before because they've topped up the other people you mentioned. Um, but I think it's just trying to get his wage down. Right? I think he'll play at a lesser rate because he wants to be involved in all of it. Um, and he is he's the number one nine in the country at the moment. So hopefully... And I'd argue Slip is the, the number one tight head in the country. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
A bit of 32 and 33 for White and Slipper, that, that, that's a problem. Uh, but hopefully something does, does uh, obviously something positive does come out of it. And it's, it's almost in an ironic, weird way. I think nothing's more important than keeping him. Um, you know, imagine the value that they add to your club culture. Jim, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, to your squad, to your team, to the boys coming up. Um, but well, he's I, even I part of the leadership team, isn't he? Part of the Wallabies at the moment, he is part yeah, of that. Yeah, I think they team. both would be, yeah. yeah. But I think what I was saying is the irony is it's all in a weird way, it's a good spot to be in because mm. it's probably been a decade since players in their 30s still want to be in Australia. Mm. Um, it, it says something about the state of our finances for one, but but two players wanting to be here, players wanting to play here. I think for the last almost 20 years there's a foregone conclusion that yeah that, you, you would know. you would add though and I look I'm, I'm, I don't disagree with your sentiment but I don't think it's because suddenly super rugby Pacific has become this great brand or suddenly it's because it's the no, time it's it because is. yeah because the lines are here and then there's a world cup it's just such, it's the time it's not because something has is exponentially changed from last year or the year before other than big events are coming so we need to be mindful of that. Yeah, maybe there's something, maybe something cool going on down there at the Brumbies. Mm, I definitely agree with that. Being there's something that's cool there. What wasn't as cool for me, I have to say, was there was the John Eels medal came out, a winner came out this this week, and I'm not um, suggesting that maybe he uh, didn't play well, but I was surprised by the fact that the Marika Corabete, um won the award this time, obviously for a second time. So congratulations to him. Not many players have won the second award. But for me, you know, even um, Ikatao, for example, I think had a better overall season than potentially uh, than than Corabete did. Um, so I was, I was a bit surprised by it. What did you think, uh, mate? Or even Rob Valentini? I think he had a great season on the international stage as well. Um, shouldn't forget about him. I'll pay that Valentini Ikatao were both sensational last season, and and Corabetti wasn't there uh, for the European tour. Mm. Um, so it's it's easy to, you know, sort of write him off and blah, blah, blah. I don't know, mate. I'd have to have the whole off-season, you know, have to look at it game by game, give some player ratings. He'd be there or thereabouts. I, uh, I do was, have the... was sensational. I do have the stats in a, in, a, in a binder, which I can show you at work if you want. It's all prepared and ready for you to do that. that, that oh, I, would like, I would like to see that because yeah. I, I don't have to be an issue with him getting it. Uh, my biggest issue is the horrific, disgusting, embarrassing and disgraceful way it was handled. 100% agree. In a Zoom meeting with a couple of journos, fuck off. Hmm. This is the, the, mate, the subbies team puts on a better end of season night. Yeah, it's interesting. I've just been watching the NBA recently and they've done a lot of their regular season awards and they've done it one by one and they've released it and it's kind of anticlimactic, probably because it's just a regular season award. But this is the the you know I wouldn't say maybe the, the pinnacle the big ticket item you know why aren't we having a gala where everyone gets together to to celebrate the season that the Wallabies had to give it prestige you know to so when the winner is announced you know you have a speech and you get up and and it gives it some form of, of gravitas rather than it just being posted out on Twitter it's really yeah awesome. I've, I've heard all the players are overseas and difficult to get everyone back and blah, 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 blah. Shut up. I distinctly remember sort of being a, a young pup, Rich, 13, 14. You know those years where happy, rugby... Happy 39th birthday for yesterday, by the way. It's the, you're way off, mate. Um, but, you know, being a young pup, and I, and I distinctly remember 
um, when you would Fox Sports would have it, the the John Eels medal. Um, and I remember being a kid, um, being a teenager, and being pumped to watch it because you've got to see the highlights for the contender of the try of the season. Oh. You've got to sit there and guess with your brother who's going to be rookie of the year. And I distinctly remember getting up and about and excited about it. Now, with chaos of my life now, am I going to watch the award night? Probably not. Uh, I'll probably just read the article the next day anyway. But it's not about you. There are 12, 13-year-olds out there who want to sit down with their old man, who want to bet with their brother, who want to argue on the train with who got the medal with their mates on the way to school tomorrow. Um, And and all of that was lost. And I think Rugby Australia knows it. Um, They they said it will be back next season. but simply not good enough. But I'll tell you what is good enough, Richard. And, and I'm, you know, your stats man, your stats man. I'm sure you would have seen these stats, but um, some fantastic stats came out from the ARU today. Um, McLennan's done something right at the AGM. It's come out that there was a 8.2 million, million surplus yeah. yep. um, compared to the deficit of the last two years. You know, two years ago, it was 27 million deficit. Profit for the profit for the first time in four years, I think it was, which is which is which is great and. Um, and then I think um, best of all is the the participation numbers. I mean, I, I don't know the the veracity or accuracy of this data, but um, if they're if they're true, forty percent increase in schools. Um, I certainly haven't seen that on the ground, but fantastic if true. Um, almost a two percent increase in clubs. I think I think that's good. You know, you'd be happy if that holds steady. Uh-huh. Um, Stevens has gone up. In, in all forms, uh, and women's rugby's gone up. Um, really, really exciting grassroots numbers there. Um, uh, I, I haven't seen that in my, in my own experiences, but but fantastic numbers to get around. And and I think I told you today, Richard. I've I've enrolled my little fella for his first taste of rugby starting next weekend. Rugby tots at three years old. Bring it on. Oh, so I'll be tackling just like Jim next week. Then yes. Uh, well, in that case, you won't be tackling, so he'll be fine. <laughs> that's that's my point. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, I I really do hope all these figures do stack up as um, the starting point rather than just an anomaly. Because you know, the fact is, if we can get more people down and interested in the game, we've had I think the biggest I saw in the statistics, biggest number of um, attendees um, at Wallaby games, which has obviously created a huge amount of turnover. Uh, as long as this money gets redirected correctly and it's not just, uh, uh, you know, whittled away on irrelevant stuff, um, then obviously hopefully it will only build towards the aforementioned British and Irish Lions tour and then the World Cup. So there's a number of positives. You know, you know, Richard, bit of a businessman, bit of a baller. Uh, my read is I hang reckon on, hang on, hang on. And this is just a bit of a businessman. A bit of a baller. Could you, could you tell me when that? When you've ever been either of those you, you things? You need to play on. I need Jim here. You'd back me up. No, I, exactly. mate, I had his books flying off the shelves. Um, businessman and baller, mate. Those books, they're <laughs> like hotcakes. Um, right, what I was going to say is my theory is I don't reckon this money does anything or touches the sides of anything. I think it's just a very nice argument to put forward to private equity. Mm. But, hey, safe bet. Yeah, no, true. Uh, Like, I think that's it's important time to posture that this is worth investing in, and Mm. and and that's what they've done, which is which is sensational. Talking about something that's investing in, I think the the Super uh, W has been a great product this year. You know, obviously to to really and and kudos to obviously Rugby Australia for for obviously making 
um, it, much more professional now. There's, there's funding going in there. Um, the semi-finals were obviously set this uh, set this weekend with the fact is that uh, the Brumbies. The big game was the Brumbies force game, um, obviously, which the Brumbies got up in, which which meant that they made the semi-final. So uh, 45-27. So it wasn't that close in the end, but it's a great product. And, and that just shows that when you put money um, in the right areas, and I believe the women's game is one of those right areas, um, hopefully really positive things will come about because the semi-finals this week, Tars, Drewer and Brumbies Reds will hopefully be a great game. Man. Tars, Two Drewer's great games. A, a belter, isn't it? Yeah, the Drua haven't quite matched the the same highs as obviously what they did last year, and and obviously the Tars have won won their game both their games against them. So, um, you know, Tars still look very very good and go into that as as favourites. But again, reiterate my point that when you when you put money into something in in the correct way, obviously good things come from it. Um, all right, just some positivity there, Richard. Lots of good things going on in in rugby in, in the rugby world now. A bit excited. Yeah, can I have a whinge that? No, before, all right. Before? No, no, do, I'll stay upbeat. I'll stay no, upbeat. No, 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 it's not really upbeat. It's a question because you're going to bring the tone down. But I know you're a business It doesn't sound like me. No, not at all. Uh, just want to say, Scott Roberts, the uh, All Black assistants were uh, announced today. Quick yeah, question. Yeah, McDonald. Sorry yeah. start. Quick question. Do you reckon old uh, Dave Rennie with his guitar will either be at the Reds Okay, the Saders, the Canes, or nowhere next year? Ah, uh, mate, if I had to guess, one's some random club in Japan. <laughs> Isn't there just a saving face period? I thought he might have just wanted to to prove his worth and come back and said, oh, sub those guys for firing me. I can do my shit, you know, and get back in the same competition and prove everyone wrong, but... You're probably right. Just oh, I don't. I don't reckon he's at Queensland. Um, I don't reckon you you cop getting fired and then you stick with the ARU. I reckon there's Jeff Buckley, so that happening. Um, You'd not even to stick two fingers up and be like, yeah, fuck you. I can. I can do this. Maybe, and I reckon that's that's a that's a dream job, the Queensland gig, because mm. there's a lot of like they're fucking horrific, mm. and they've got a lot of talented players. I mean, Tupo. Shipping down to Melbourne makes it tough. Oh. But there's a lot of upside there. You can't do much worse. Mm. Uh, and you feel like a decent coach will get performance out of that squad um, mm. being so young. I don't know. I don't reckon he stays in Australian rugby. I reckon Crusaders is tough to turn your nose down at. But that's the type of club that strikes me as always internal. 100%. Yep. Like, you find the, the next cab, the next cab off the rank ready yep. to go. If I do get I don't know who that is. So, Hangs out of those three, but I reckon there's a you know that three four year hide your face period. Robbie yep. Deans has done his shift of hiding. You and Mackenzie left the fucking earth to hide. So Rennie's yeah, we've been trying to find him for an interview, but it's very hard to find him. You know, yeah, Ewan, if you're listening, we know you're an avid listener. Yeah, please we reach know, out. You know, friend of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, there's um, a few. There's a few whinges. All right, so the, I have a couple of whinges too as well. So uh, do you miss that? I miss that. Um. Well, as a businessman, should we, you know, try and trade anything? Oh, what, what, what are you going to give me? For you, mate, to I lots to winch. Oh, I'll start. Winch about yesterday. All right. Cool, yesterday winch. Anzac Day, my birthday. Yeah. Um. Now Anzac Day, it's um an important day in the Australian calendar, the Kiwi calendar. Um. And it it, it is one of those public holidays where lots of people get out to services in the morning um, and that's it's it's very important um, 
but it's the type of public holiday where people watch sport. It's just hitting winter. It's just getting cold. Um, you usually have work the next day. So people want to sit down and, and watch some sport. And rugby union not being on is is insane to me. Um, I Genuinely insane to me. I can't get my head around it. There's a 1,000 super rugby games you could make. There's 100 concepts you could come up with for this week. I've seen them all brandish around on Twitter. Uh, for me, the obvious one is why aren't the Wallabies playing? That's the product in this country. Um, super rugby is a bit like the Sheffield Shield. Just the diehards watch it. Um, this should have been first-class rugby on yesterday, and there would have been millions of eyes on it, um, and it would have been sensational. Instead, I genuinely found myself watching two games of rugby league. Didn't didn't actually mind them either. They're both cracking games of, of footy. Don't get me wrong; they're not rugby union, but I, I just think well, what a disaster. I just I, I really struggle with that one, Richard. I really struggle with that one. So that's my first whinge. What do you got for me? Yeah, just to uh, to back on to your whinge, I completely agree with your sentiments. Unfortunately, I feel like Rugby Australia are scared in inverted commas of the competition. It's ingrained in the culture that St George play the Roosters, you know, on that on that day or. There's another red hour. Which are huge deals, didn't he? Which, which absolutely. The rest so, of the country doesn't care. Oh, don't give a shit about rugby league. Most of the country, yeah. but um, the point I'm making is is the fact is you're losing that and unless you make it in Perth, where there's probably no other competition and there's no AFL game over there where you move it over that side of the country and you get everyone in. That's the only way you're going to do it. And then there's the argument that it's not going to be as covered as much because it's on the west coast, it's the east coast, it's east coast bias, which is shit rubbish. Um, but that's the only way um, that you're going to get it to work. I don't like the idea of the Wallabies playing. It's too just, I understand the sentiments of an Anzac, Australian, New Zealand, I get it. But it's too just random. There's there's nothing's happened, you know. Would you just play a one-off letters leg game or just one test? I think you need to build it from the bottom, you know, get a Waratahs versus, you know, Blues or try and create it that it's always the same two teams potentially, you know. So you, you try and build that kind of momentum like there is in the NRL a little bit. But yeah, not to not have a game yeah, on. Look, my Wallaby point isn't you just shoehorn in a one-off game. I think it would require the whole season to be rethought. Mm. Um, but my point is one of the biggest open calendars. And I mean, the other one was the Easter weekend when just everyone had a bye. Yeah, the, the I know. Other... And then this this random weekend coming up, the twenty eighth of April weekend, everybody plays across the three days. Cracking games. Can't, yeah. can't get enough of it. Uh, look, that was one of my winges. What do you what do, what do you want to whinge about? Let's let's air. Let's air. What do you want to air? Um, well, the the game about the Anzac was one of the the winges that I had, but just the the, the tournament actually. Uh, I wanted to whinge about the fact that the Wallabies, yes, is the product that you've just mentioned. Um, but I whinge about it's the not fact for that, us. No, no, no. But we I whinge every week. Yeah, I whinge about the fact that the Waratahs have probably had a buy. What was it two weeks ago? Uh, they come on, they they play one game, and then suddenly, you know, a big game, which was branded, I believe, as the Anzac game. You know, it was Tars Blues in Auckland. I think it was branded as that, I seem to remember. And suddenly, the top players are, it just, just happens to have, they, they just happen to be rested for that weekend. And this was not the first time that it occurred. You know, the Brumbies, whoever they played, and sorry, surpassed, uh, I think it was Crusaders, you know, they also get their, their top players rested just by chance. You know, are you running scared of the fact that you're playing? Those two teams are running scared of those ones? Or is it just 
as I say, by chance. But that, that, that resting day. shit, Richard, is just a disgrace. Hmm. It's mate, we suck. If if you were winning, fucking rest a few players, risk a loss. The fact that a team suck and yet we're arrogant enough to to rest half of our players is if they need a fucking rest. Oh. Get and win a game of rugby and earn a rest. Oh. Uh, it, it it does my head in. Um, it, it just shows to me that you know for for the the powers that be, this competition is just wallaby tryouts. Oh. It's it, it doesn't mean the paper it's written on. Everyone qualifies for a final spot anyway. Um, and it takes the piss out of the fans. Just sit there and watch your team ship 50 points again um, as you watch schoolboys and club rugby players get towelled up by all blacks. Um, oh, it does my head in. And then even the, the, the amount of minutes and game time, I, I know you're much more aware of player performance and, and you know, you talk about the European players perhaps playing a bit too much footy. Our players don't, mate. No, they don't. Even at high school, you play fucking five games a year. Mm. And then the club rugby season's not long. These players don't even play it. They get straight into this. It's 12 rounds. Most of our teams don't make the finals. Mm. For the ones that do, they're out in the first round anyway. I think it comes back to the, the point that we're irritating. It's not that many games. No, it's it's what the, the, the following point to support all of that is that it, it really irks me because I should be now excited to you know, the Tars beat the Force, then they go away to the Blues and they may win or, you know, they, they lose, but they get close and you you can feel it and you're like, right, okay, Highlanders, this weekend, you know, um, at home at Alliance, right, I want to go. Whereas now my attitude is kind of like, eh, I kind of lost that kind of, like, don't get me wrong, I still would love to go, but I've lost that same kind of passion and commitment to it because, as you said, if they're, if they're not taking it seriously, then maybe shouldn't I? But that's just my whinge. No, it's not just your whinge. I think a lot of people feel the same way. And what is it? Is this Wallaby tryouts or is it a competition where we should barrack for our team? Because if it's a competition where we should barrack for our team and you want us buying the jerseys and buying the season passes, we'll fucking treat us with a bit of respect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if it's Wallaby tryouts, if it's Sheffield Shield cricket, that's all right. Diehards can, can go along when, when they've got a chance to watch an individual player and see how they perform. Mm. Um, it, it shits me, mate, and 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 that's my broader whinge. And I, I fuck, I went on about last week. You don't need to hear it again. But sensibly, last round was four games where we knew who was winning every single one of them. To um, bring it full circle, though, we should be positive and say that you know, kudos to the Western Force because at, at some point, you know, they obviously win in thirty-seven. Say they got up early, and the Highlanders who weren't at full strength, Aaron Smith, for example, not playing, came back. It would have been easy to, to to expect the fact that the force would have rolled over again and it would have been, you know, another Highlanders win and we'd have been here even more downcast than what we are, it seems, today yeah. at the moment. And you and know what? It's a testament to Australian rugby fans. We were still watching and we were still excited hmm. by the fourth game of being pumped for the force, mate, up and about. Hmm. Love those boys. How good. And also the positives are, and something's got to change either with sports psychology or fitness or whatever it is, but excited by the fact that the Rebels put together 40 minutes. But it's a constant theme, though, the fact is the Rebels do put it together for 40 minutes and then they struggle because their bench is nowhere near the same quality as their starting 15. So something needs to improve with the Rebels. But there were signs of positivity in the weekend that was, but not enough. Yeah, you can pull out signs. I'm, I've had enough. I want some wins. I'm a little bit optimistic about the round coming up, though. A real? Who are you? 
I know it was your birthday yesterday, but who are you, man? Oh, I'm a new man. Yeah, all right, then. Now let's project then to the this new level of optimism. The Brumbies are massive and reasonable outsiders against the Canes this week. They're down in the cake tin. Um, who are you going with, Canes or Brumbies, mate? Are you on the ponies or not? Um, the, the Brumbies have just named their squad because we get this podcast out a bit late. There's no Samu. Just got engaged. Congratulations. Sure, it was tucked in. Love to see it. Um, and there's no Ikitao. Uh-huh. Um, I know he's, he's just had a uh, concussion he's coming back from, but he's just had a bub as Bad well. Yep. They're, they're two colossal outs for the Brumbies. Um, but other than that, they've named a fairly strong squad. My problem is if, if the Brumbies can't win this, this was my wins last week, they're not that good. Yeah, but they've got you know I mean? this there's idea a, that oh, the top caveat. of the table, they've done fucking sensational. They can't go to New Zealand and knock a Kiwi team off. And right now, the Chiefs are one, um, Crusaders are two, Blues are three. You know, Canes, Canes aren't even top dog down there. Uh, if the Brumbies can't go down there and beat them, they're not serious. Um, and they should be. They had the bye last week, they've been sensational all year. I love them. They're my team. But I can't sit here and tell you I think they're going to win. First of all, um, I love the accent. Whoever that was is beautiful. If you could do the podcast in that accent the entire time, that would be outstanding. Second Working of all, on my Kissinger, if you want to hear that. If you could at some point, maybe in the next mm-hmm. next one. Uh, I feel like there is enough caveats. And maybe that's just because I've been indoctrinated by Australian rugby over the last 10 years, the fact that I like to find that caveat to say, if you're missing potentially two of your top five players or top four players, there is a reason to be able to hide, even though you shouldn't have an excuse, potentially when you're playing a a top two or top three team. So if you do lose, it's the manner in which you lose in, because if you lose by 20, and no excuse, but if you lose by seven, then maybe there's a there's a reason to to look more more kind. But, but would you, would you agree if the Brumbies are going to win the comp in twenty twenty three, they should handily beat the Hurricanes in New Zealand? Not when you're missing Simu and Nikitao, two of your top three players. I don't know. For, for me, it's, not you're handily not beating no. the Chiefs in Waikato. You're not beating the Crusaders in Christchurch or the Blues in Auckland. Come grand final time if you can't win this one, if, and you're not you, getting a home final. If you, if you had a, if you had all fifteen, if you had your, your strongest two, strongest fifteen Brumbies versus strongest fifteen Canes, I would agree with your sentiment. But maybe I've just because uh, I've softened. Um, the, the team is strong though. The Brumbies look. I th- the Brumbies can give them hell here, and I'm, I'm, you know, the optimist this week. There's still a chance, and and the Brumbies win this. Forget everything I've ever said about Australian rugby. Forget everything I've ever said about this competition. I'll be so fucking up and about, Richard. You can't believe it. I'll be so excited. Uh, so you got your you got a dollar, mate, because I know we don't condone gambling. You know, what could you lose? It's disgraceful. But as we know, we never talk about betting. But would you take the dollar twenty five on the Canes or the three dollars ninety five on the Brumbies if you had a dollar? And would you bet with your heart or would you bet with your uh, with your head? Hard every time, Richard, and that's why I'm a very poor man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's hope. There's not. It's not. This. It's not an impossible feat. And that moves us into the next one, where again. So just to confirm, way. you expect the Canes to win, then? Yes. Um. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and and so. it will fucking break me. That you know what? And like you said, if it's four or five points, and the Brumbies are in the fight, I can blame the ref. 
I'll be okay with it. Oh, you, you definitely will blame the ref. But if just... the Brumbies ship 30 points to them, I, I reckon it'll just kill me. Mate, 30 points is like a stat, is the is the mean score in Australia at the moment. No, no, I guess 30, 30 point difference. Differential, differential. Oh, yeah, you will be throwing, you won't even, yeah. We won't even be, be doing toys a podcast. There won't be a, there won't be a podcast. I'll be in here on my own. So if anyone wants to join me next week, if the Brumbies lose by 30, uh, please let me know. We can set up a Zoom link. Uh, talk about the, the Tars Highlanders. I think you have to. Everyone's uh, back in the Tars, mate. They're all back. They're you all have back to. Had a last week. You have to, mate. And the Tars, to, to finish at the top eight, they need to win this game. And um, you know what? Let's go with it. Go Tars. Let's go. Drew a Blues. By but you know what? There's, there's a chance we wake up Saturday morning and, and Australia's two from two. Yeah, there's also a chance that there's zero from two, too. So, and if there's um, zero from two, oh, you don't want to be on this podcast with me, Richard. Oh, we've already. Oh, I, I hear you. Um, Saturday, Blockbuster. Uh, blockbuster. Love the fact that there's two uh, games going on in the Pacific Islands. So, uh, Drua Blues. The Drua are shit hot in uh, when they play at home. Um, are they going to beat the Blues? No. My, no, my opinion, no. Uh, Pacifica Rebels, what do you reckon? It's at Mount Smart Stadium, so it's not in Appia, it's in New Zealand. Uh, what do you reckon? Um, no, Rebels should get this done. And you, that, you know what? Australia team should be 3-0 this weekend, Richard. Yeah, it could be zero from 3-2 also. Uh, <laughs> well, if it is. <laughs> uh, the big game, the blockbuster event. Are the Chiefs still going to be unbeaten? Um, after Saturday's game, yes or no? I haven't seen the team's names yet, um, so it's hard to say, but hard to tip against them this season. Haven't put a foot wrong. Yeah, no, especially when it's in, um, you know, in Waikato. I think you, you've got to go with the Chiefs, haven't you? But it's always in niggling in the back of your, ma- in your mind. You can never get a bet against the Crusaders. Yes, At that I, price, I Crusaders paying $3 in a head-to-head race. I'll be betting on the Crusaders. Why you're a very poor man, but uh, if it was the dead heat, uh, I would probably be on the chase. But that's mm. that's very good money for the Crusaders on a two horse race. Okay, not uh, can I ask this fictitious if you gave Crusaders a seven points, would you still would you still go chase? Crusaders, Crusaders. So you reckon it should be the other that close? Forget the dollar and three dollars. If you say, say you just gave them seven, yeah, it'll points. be close, it'll be a good game of rugby that one. Mm. No, was he It's a good round this round. Yeah. Even the um, competitive games of rugby. Uh, finish us off with the Reds force at Suncorp. Um, obviously, the force will surely want to make amends from the uh, um, obviously the first encounter, which was um, not the best encounter for the. That's um, I don't know if we talk gambling lines here, but the force paying four seventies. Crazy. Hmm. I think maybe it's it's reactive to the 71 points they shipped last time, maybe, and the fact that Thorne's come out and said he's not coach. Maybe you get a bit bit of a, uh, a jump a by the Reds. But... A bit of a lift there. Yeah, yeah. but $4.70, $4. They're, they're, they're giving the line of nine, nine and a half points to the force. That's crazy. Yeah, I think that, that's, that sounds crazy to me too. Um, um, it's a good run. It's a good run of rugby. It's a shame it wasn't over the Anzac weekend or Easter, it, but you know, but, precisely, yeah. mate. And um, hopefully, you know, half the squads aren't rested, and and we can get around and enjoy it because yeah. I'm pumped, mate. I love it. I, I, yeah, I was really frustrated last round. Thank God the uh, force redeemed a bit of hope for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so really looking forward to this round. Friday night, 
that's a that's a belcher of a night. Mm-hmm. Get home from work and perch up on the couch. That's sensational. Yeah, right. of, it's a marathon. Absolutely, there will be serious rugby on the on the telly this weekend, and we will be up and about celebrating. The Australian victories over the weekend, yes? Oh, mate, I'll do the podcast naked. Please don't. No one else Richard. Yeah, I can, I can turn off your camera. That's what happens on Zoom, mate. You know, don't want to break uh, anything. Um, well, any other rugby news you want to chat? Um, actually, just one last thing. Thoughts on um, two of Oshishek leaving after the World Cup to go back home to the Warriors. Surprised? Um. No, but I, I think people are making a, a whatever new story they want out of this. Mm. If if you want to say that we can't cut it in rugby, they're running that narrative. If you want to say rugby shit and just come back home, they're running that. I think it's as simple as sensational rugby league player who mm-hmm. was a very good rugby union player. He played for the All Blacks and played very, very well. I think he just never had a natural position. He was a little bit small for 12 and a little bit slow for the outside backs. Yep. Um, I think had he had his whole career in rugby, he's probably five kilos heavier in a, in a Lamarpy-style 12 if mm. he's um, – or, a, or a, a little bit quicker and a bit mm. more agile in his, his fullback. Um, the same as – what was it, so 10 years – wasn't it 10 years ago you could have said the same? I know he never played for the All Blacks, but Benji Marshall came across, had a go for the Blues, and it was whatever narrative you wanted to run was similar yeah, to that point. But, but I would argue Benji was a bit shit yeah. at rugby, and he was exceptional at rugby league. Hmm. Um, I think two of Arsashek's maybe wasn't quite the heights that he hoped. It was a pretty spectacular rugby career. Hmm. Like he's had some standout games, played a bunch of games for the All Blacks. Yeah, he did. Like that's yeah. not that's not nothing. So I think um, fair play to him. You know, he's, yep. there's probably more money on offer in Japan and France. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he wants to test himself. I, I love watching him play. I, I reckon he'll be a success again in rugby league. I reckon he was a success in rugby union. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think rugby union outside of maybe eleven and fourteen, it's pretty nuanced. Mm-hmm. Um, and eleven and fourteen is as well, but less so. Um, it's pretty nuanced. I, I don't reckon you want to have too too long a career away from away from the game. Oh no, no, you definitely yeah. lose something. Um, yeah, and I I think that held him back just a fraction. I don't definitely agree with that. Um, but I think one other positive because it's also nice to finish on a positive. All that we want to say is kudos to uh, the force for bringing back. Uh, Nasarani, Nasarani, and also Tizano. I think it was. I think it was Carlo yeah, Tizano. Yeah, two, two really exciting. Um, and because we, we've talked about the fact that they brought over quite a few English guys or overseas um, guys that may not be potentially working towards the Wallabies, etc. But to bring back two Wallaby eligible, we talked about Tizano being, you know, played really well at the at the Tars. Didn't really ever fit into that back row, but to move to another franchise, even to go maybe into that hooker role. Uh, is is exciting. So you know, it's it's really really pleased that the force have taken this approach because it seems to change from their from their norm in more recent time. Yeah, I think um, excellent, excellent signings. Nice Arani <laughs> at his best is um, excellent, excellent signings. Excellent, excellent, excellent player. Um, he really was. He was an absolute beast on his day, and I don't know if we ever saw him consistently at the, the height of his powers. But when he was at the height of his powers, he was a machine. And I just love 
competition for spots. Um, yeah. And five teams and injuries and resting, that's fairly diluted. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if forget the Wallabies. Even if we can make Super Rugby competitive, that's a, that's a net win for Australian rugby. So it'll make the force better. It'll make spots more competitive. And wouldn't surprise me if Nasrani, you know, pushes, gets in the conversation for a Wallaby jersey at some point. I've got no idea what he's been doing overseas, though. Um, I actually have one more thing. I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. As things oh, keep popping no, up. No, in no, my... and I think, I think this is for you. I think you need to take us out on this point because you love him more than I do. But I think you need to, sounds like he's, he's died, but eulogize about uh, Laurie Fisher. Obviously, he's stepping down from his full-time coaching role at the Brumbies at the end of this year. You know, what a fantastic career he has had. And he's left such a, a mark on the Brumbies um, set up over his, you know, various stints. Um, what does he mean for you as, a, as, a, as an ardent Brumbies fan, really? You know, it sounds like we're at a funeral here, Richard. That's what I didn't say. I didn't want to know. spot, Jesus. Yeah, Mate, I, know. I don't know. I, I have no idea what he's like as a coach, but you've never heard a single person say a bad word about him. Mm. Um, his face just oozes character and charisma. Um, you've never heard a player say a bad word about him. Every team he's been at's improved mm. um, from the time that I've been following him. And and when you think Brumbies, you think that bucket hat and you think Laurie Fisher. Mm. Um, so without being on that inner circle, he he seems like a, a true legend of the game, a true character of the game, and and just an exceptional coach with incredibly rugby nows. Um, and and you love to see those folks. And I know our our sister Green and Gold podcast interviewed him just before his announcement. Um, and listening to that, you, you can tell us which Donnie is and how much he knows about the game. So I think the Brumbies owe him a, a great deal of credit, but but rugby union as a sport does. So those characters uh, are everything for our game. Oh, absolutely. Uh, what a fitting way to finish. And um, yeah, it's uh, hopefully we'll have a great week of rugby this week and um, hopefully you've uh, stayed on as long as you have. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Have, have a great Athletic Greens. Yeah. Pretty good, actually. Have a great week, everyone. All right.